I would say there's a greater than 10% chance that you're going to be the first person to document enlightenment from pre to post. You know? <laughs> okay, it, let's do it. I mean, it's not a 90% chance, but it's not below 10%, which is remarkable. It's astounding okay. that that is possible. <laughs> now, I visited enlightenment what I would call legitimately without the inclusion of substances that gets you to a place that approximates or reflects enlightenment in a way. The first time was a week after my psilocybin retreat in Amsterdam, where I went in a meditative state and I was flowing in a river of love for an hour to two hours. And I was feeling like a visited enlightenment. I just could feel if love and God was an element like the sun. It felt like I walked out of the cave and I sunbathed. And I was like, oh, this is the sun. This is how it feels. This is how it looks. I am experiencing it. This is nice. And then I went back into the cave, right? And I thought, oh, this is what an amazing gift. But it was still slightly different, maybe because it was a one week after Echo, right? It's kind of like I did an a high dosage of a psychoactive substance. And then seven days later, I meditated and this happened. But that was still pretty good. Like I was still very grateful and thought this is a very special gift, kind of amazing that I've been able to experience this. And then whatever it was last week, when I went on my walk, and I told you how everything I was seeing was pure love reflecting back on me. And I was more high than I've ever been in my life. And I looked more dragged out of my mind than I've ever been, although I was completely sober. And I was so overwhelmed by that state that eventually at the end of my day and my walk, I was sitting in a chair crying for an hour because I couldn't handle it. That felt distinctly like a major step closer to whatever enlightenment might feel like. Very close. And that was also the first time that I felt really scared, like legitimately scared by what I'm experiencing. It's such a weird thing to say, but my mind, it was literally too much for my mind, too much love for my mind to handle. And it felt so real. It felt slightly more real than all my LST experiences and all the, the psilocybin experiences. Although those also feel, and people talk about this phenomena, even scientists that say, these kind of drugs are the only substances we take where people go into a state that feels more real than real reality. Usually people feel, I had a fun time. But when they come back, they go, I can sense that this is real reality and, you know, when I'm drunk or when I'm high on weed or when I'm on some sub, that that was not real reality. But on psychedelics, oftentimes people come back and they go, no, no, this isn't real reality. That felt more real <laughs> than this real reality. Although I always felt on small dosages of LSD that what I'm experiencing is more real than real reality. It's like it's and it wouldn't go away. Whatever I experienced a week ago felt different, different, much more real, much different. And it also for the first time felt that maybe this will stay. And that thought was terrifying. It was beautifully terrifying. It was a, a feeling that breaks your emotional bones. Like it's just difficult to move in that way. It's a kind of a yoga knot. 
of emotion where on the one hand you're you're so happy and you're so free and devoid of any worries because I was so overwhelmed by love but my mind was thinking if this never goes away what then and the what then was pretty clear the what then is that Steli doesn't exist the way like I don't exist anymore the way I used to I just don't I don't know exactly what I will be but I will not be what I was before and that was terrifying but not terrifying in that I am afraid because I can't this is the crazy thing my mind was terrified but my body and heart was just in love so it, there was a a delta that was a kind of a, a stretch of experience that was I don't know difficult different complicated yep. you know it's like you were experiencing things that normally don't go together they don't they don't they don't go together i don't know how to experience like i don't know how to yeah. feel and think yeah. this and i was aware enough to at times giggle at myself and go look isn't it amazing you feel like almost enlightened and now you're like terrified at it like isn't this a perfectly encapsulating human moment like i'm not even saying that this is gonna last but it's funny that while it's happening i'm stressed i'm like my mind is in panic about it be and i thought this is a perfect human experience like maybe infinite and internal love is available but we're just so terrified of it because it requires Fear separating us yeah it means such a surrender from identity such a surrender from everything solid that you've constructed your life around that it's very unsettling you know although it's so beautiful it's still it didn't feel like a death but it feels like such an unknown even if it's perfect it's such a i'm not going to be myself anymore in some really fundamental way that is terrifying to the mind what an amazing thing to experience i don't know on a scale from one to ten to you i might just sound like a six crazy you know to other people, I would definitely be more at the nine level, like, you know, <laughs> you know, nine, nine point five, depending on who you ask. But it doesn't matter. I know what I experienced and what I experienced was such an amazing gift. I can't, I, I'm still processing it. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to process, but I feel really honored. I feel like, wow, I don't know this. This is such an incredible thing to experience and it might never happen again. Maybe at some point in the future, I'll go back and visit it. I will have a day being in that state again. That'd be tremendous. Maybe I'll at some point have two days and see if I then am not terrified to death. You know, like what will happen? I'm not sure. But since I've now touched that and every time I touch it, I go at twice. Let's say if we take out any experience with substance away as a separate bucket, I've been twice there. And the second time was much deeper and more real and longer than the first time. So I'm, again, both terrified and excited about would a third time be even longer and deeper? And there's a part of me that believes that the only thing that separates me from it is my willingness to go there. And it's funny because, you know, I could go, I definitely want to go there, but like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm clearly not. Otherwise I'd be there right now, but I'm not, you know, I'm not. You know, the state I'm in is one where distinctly I'm the happiest I felt in a very long time. I feel more energized. You remember for years now, we've been talking about me waking up in the morning and I'm like beat up and I can't, it's gone. Like it's gone. I wake up and I have to slow Go. myself down because I am exploding with energy. I'm exploding okay. with joy. I'm like ready. And <laughs> I've waited, I've waited a couple of nice. days to express this to you because you know yeah. me, you know, I'm like skeptical of my yeah, own yeah, experience, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
but now it's been 10 days or something. And I'm like, no, this is, okay. this is real. Like, uh, okay. and this is the one thing that I've never been in. I, I, I'm sure I have been happier. I'm sure I've been as excited. I'm sure I have experienced these states before in my life. I've been very happy and I've been very excited in my life. And it's not, I'm not in a state of excitement and happiness that I go, it's uncharted territory. No, like it's just very, very much so, but not more than ever before. But never in my life, I don't think ever, maybe in childhood, who knows? I can't remember. But definitely not since I've been 10, 11, 12, an age that I can still remember back. I've never been more at peace, less worried, and less stressed. Never. Never in my life have I had less worrying thoughts, less nagging thoughts, less stressful thoughts. I've been more at peace, more relaxed with life and everything. Never. 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 10 days. Never. Every couple of... Uh, uh, hours I feel like dropping on my knees and thanking God and the universe for whatever the fuck happened to me but I love it it's amazing I don't know who knows you know maybe this never happens again maybe it happens again it's who know who know it's an open box but I wanted to capture this for this moment with you marking it on our heart calendars that maybe we're on a path and, you know, there's a greater than 10% chance I might get enlightened in the future. Wouldn't that, that would light. be, there, 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 there's more enlightenment waiting. How much, who knows, right? <laughs> it's also kind of funny because we talk about enlightenment as if it's a complete and final stage, which is the only way I've ever thought about it. It's the, the you know, you break through whatever the shell of this life is and you already are at whatever next life is but you're still on earth that's kind of how i think about enlightenment right you're just not a human being anymore now i wonder maybe it comes also in different flavors and maybe you could just be you know 10 percent enlightened or 20 and somebody's even at 80 percent maybe once you're really at 100 percent, you got your brown belt in enlightenment yeah maybe maybe <laughs> maybe once you are 100 percent, you can't talk anymore yeah. you know with all these spiritual teachers that are famous that we know of the biggest ones a lot of even the other religions or sects or groups will acknowledge yes this person existed and they were probably a really really wise teacher but they're not the real deal they're not really god or not really the you know messiah or whatever but i heard somebody say jesus was uh, you know whatever the words they used i don't remember like a very enlightened teacher but he was not fully enlightened and the sort of rationale that I heard out of whatever audio tape I listened to was this, once you're in full-blown enlightenment, you can't walk around and talk anymore. Like you're just at a level where you're just physically, you're still there, but you're, there's nothing to say. And I remember this, <laughs> this guru from Ron Das, this famous guru in the 60s that all the Americans went to. I don't know his name, unfortunately, but he was, he's, I think, very famous. He was the guy that Ram Das gave, uh, uh, you know, a huge mm. amount of LSD and nothing happened. And that guru, as far as I know, I'd watch a documentary on YouTube 10 years ago once when I heard that story from Radas to see who this guru was. From all I can tell from the little clips and what I had gathered, that guy was not talking much. That guy was not doing much at all. Like he was just sitting there or laying halfway and just smiling like when you're really, really, really high and you smile. That. But like all day long, every day, just sitting there smiling. He was not 
talking. Apparently, very briefly and rarely, he would say a few things to one person or another, but 99% of the time, he was just sitting there and somebody discovered him and was like, I think this guy's enlightened. And this is how it spread. He didn't go to anybody. And he, which is my favorite kind of enlightened person, did not walk down the mountain and go, I am enlightened. Let me tell you what I've learned. He was just laying somewhere, smiling and just drunk on light. And somebody <laughs> found him. And then they told somebody else. Okay. And all the people that came to him, they all came because when they were in his presence, they would say, you felt so loved, so incredibly loved like you've never felt before. People would go into these like high states just sitting and watching him, which is something you can relate okay. to if you've taken psychedelic drugs because when somebody's really high, yeah. it does, you can have contact high, it touches right. you. And I've seen some pictures and videos and that guy looks enlightened. That guy looks so okay. panda bear happy in okay. such a gentle way that you're like, well, if he wasn't giving speeches, writing books, giving sermons, Maybe he was really, really enlightened because he was just too enlightened <laughs> to talk that much. You know? I don't know. These are all theories, right? The Buddha seems pretty enlightened, but the Buddha still walked around and gave speeches. But maybe he was just 95% enlightened. Who the fuck knows? Okay. Who knows? We don't know. I don't know, at least. So I, uh, who knows? Who knows what we're gonna experience in the future, Ramit? But I'm, we're distinctly marking this moment in time so that we can uh, reference it back into the in the future, right? For whatever it's worth. Either, we need, we need, what's, that, what's the name for this? I don't know. You yeah, mean? So we talk about it. We can say enlightenment. Enlightened. Like maybe we need a new word that's not as strong as enlightenment so it's being enlightened light right maybe it's a what's a smaller version of light and flickering or glow englowment i experienced englowment illumination Illumina illumination <laughs> I, I like englowment because it's so weird you know i've gone through a severe uh, state of englowment <laughs> Yeah, let's take that until we're and glowment day. Glowment day. <laughs> and then he was in glowed. And the glow of him glowed. Dimly. I wasn't dimmed. No. A glow and glowment is sufficiently weird, but also funny. It has a nice little twirl in your mouth. Englowment. You know, you have to make one yep. round. Yeah. To make a little ball and gloaming. I like it. It's in gloaming. It's not enlightenment, but it's in gloaming. Okay. All right. So you'll uh, we'll we'll have to check back in the future to see how how in is working and going. But uh, this is the beginning.